Hello, greetings, and good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, wasn't it? Each week, I'll be joined by my friends, both old and new, to reminisce on our youth via nostalgic power of Saturday morning cartoons. We'll be revisiting shows from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Some are classics, some are classical air quotes, but all will have us pondering the same philosophical conundrum. That was great, wasn't it? Welcome to Series 1.5, Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. BTMM was part of Super Saturday, or Sunday depending where you lived, a half-hour block of cartoons syndicated nationwide from 85 to 86, and features a titular truck and its driver, Yank Justice, trying to stop an elderly corrupt billionaire from finding the fountain of youth. Holy crap. My guest for this short run is none other than Chris Green. Chris is a podcast enthusiast, the host of This Week Today and Armchair Radio, and obviously a glutton for punishment since he agreed to do another show with me after Pro Stars. Or maybe he just felt guilty for the last minute request to co-host on This Week Today lately. I don't know. Either way, I was happy to have him along for the ride. That was great, wasn't it? Season 1.5 is sponsored by Fish and Chips. More on that later in the episode. Uh, check the show notes for a link to today's episode so you can follow along at home. Uh, but uh, if there's nothing else more to discuss, let's get going. Yeah, you're you're in the green room. You're eating snacks. <laughs> All those things you put on your writer yet again. When I told you I don't do writers for this, apparently you do. Well, that's that's my HR people and PR people. I should say they take care of those things. I. I'm just talent. They're a lot more generous than you are. Mm. That they are. That they are. They know I'm a busy man. I am a busy, busy man. Um, as are you. So thank you very much for spending, uh, what, the last you know three weeks, uh, going on now four weeks, with me to talk about Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. That was great. Season 1.5. Uh, special little summer run I thought would be uh, awesome to do for starting July 4th. Very uh, Monster trucks can't get much more American than that. And, uh, you know, work our way through the, the month of July. And, and TOEF, it is the finale. In all, wow. of, its, all of its glory and amazement. Yeah, well, well, first of all, thank you for having me along on this crazy ride. It was time well spent. Now, that that's not how I felt about it in the beginning. No, you are. You have come full circle. <laughs> not full circle. Uh, you've done a 180, haven't you? I have done a 180. Um, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm pleased to say that. And, and I think as we go through this finale segment, if, if people have not been keeping up by watching along with us... Um, that that is, that is a grave mistake. They should go back and watch every second of this. I was very very critical in the beginning. Uh, it, it it well especially after after the Pro Stars experience, which you know um, I should have been maybe not quite so naive. I had pretty high hopes for that, particularly mm-hmm. because I'm a big sports fan. That makes um, two of us. That, that makes was two um, of us. I don't I don't want to say too much about that. So 
this seemed very similar. And so I, I was, I was a little bit more guarded, a little more critical, maybe a lot more critical. And boy, this has really grown on me as we've gone from, from one segment to the next. And boy, oh boy, the only thing I can say is that this finale absolutely delivers. Uh, so, so two things. One, I may actually sit down and rewatch the whole thing in full. I considered that. Um, I ran out of time. I, I got done watching the finale and and the, the next video, because we were watching this on YouTube, because I'm not sure where else you would see it. But it, the next video automatically started, and it was it was a, a version of the video with, with all the parts combined. Yeah. I looked, next. I, looked at, I looked at the clock, and I was like, dang it, I don't <laughs> have time for this. Yeah, so I, I mean, because I'm taking notes on it as I watch, you know, it's not like I can have the kids watch it with me, um, right? Because I have to keep stopping, write some stuff down, get back to uh-huh. it. And, um, but I'm like, oh, I think we're going to rewatch the like full, like start to finish. It's 50 minutes or whatever overall. That's not horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They watch other worse things on YouTube for mindless silliness. Um, well, I, I would I would say I'd invite my my boys to come along and watch. But if you're if, for for listeners that heard us discuss pro stars, uh, my son Liam, who's nine, who this should be right up his alley. He watched the opening credits on on pro stars and ran out of the room. Yeah. So now he's like he's scared that you're going to rope him into some other kind of craziness. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm afraid because this is so low fi. Yeah. Both, in, both visually and audibly that I don't think he would, he would trust me again. I think, I think I've, I've destroyed any trust I have between mm-hmm. myself and my son. Well, I'm glad I could be a part of something <laughs> to, to yeah. completely ruin the, that relate the father son relationship. Yep. Yeah. So I, so that was the first thing I was gonna say is I'm, I may try and rope my kids into rewatching this thing completely because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Secondly, um, and I told my wife this, even though I know she doesn't care when I tell her about these things. I said, there's at least three or four moments during this where something happened. And I just stared at the screen with my mouth, like wide open, <laughs> like, I, like they did that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I and, can't and believe I, they did that. And you, you don't have to be talking about the whole series. You could just be talking about just the finale segment. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Three to four times in this 12 minute segment, my yeah. jaw hung open, going, "What? What? <laughs> what just happened?" I agree, yeah. and, and I'll just pull back the curtain <clears throat> to reveal to the listener that earlier today you sent me a, a message, and I think it just said, "Have you watched this?" And and I hadn't. I hadn't watched. I planned to watch it right just before we, we got together tonight. And, um, and, and that's all you put. Oh, no, no you, you said some, what was, what was your response to me saying I hadn't, I don't remember what you oh, said. I, like meet, some, meet some sort of... No, not yet. Wanted it to be fresh on my mind prior to recording. And I said, I think it may be fresh in my mind forever. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. quite a tease. That was quite a tease and it delivered. <clears throat> well, there is one specific part that I wanted to ask you about, um, uh, as I was watching it to see if you had seen it because it's something that I more of an editing glitch that I thought was, was very funny. Um, uh, but we, we will get to that. We will get to that now folks. Usually every week we have been giving like a little bit of a talk up front about things we talked about the show in general. We talked about Bigfoot. We talked a bit about some of the cast members. Yeah. Last week we got bored talking about that stuff. We jumped right into the episode this week. We have nothing new to talk about. 
we are going to go into the episode. At the end, we're going to do our usual rate the episode. We're going to pick out episode MVP. And then uh, we're going to kind of recap the thing, you know, the Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines in general by giving it uh, our full rating for the entire series. We're going to pick the series MVP. Um, and I think we're even going to pick out maybe what some of our, our more favorite moments are. But before we can do that, Chris, we have to recap everybody a bit on last week. Mm-hmm. And our recaps all during this entire season 1.5 have been brought to you and me and the listener by Fish and uh, Fish in Chips. They told me to make sure I say the in correctly. It's like fish. salt and pepper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they want me to make sure I say in for some reasons because it's not and, it's in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very much like fish and chips, but they want me to say fish in chips. I guess I mispronounced <laughs> it a little bit in one of the episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, they came to us. They said, hey, we're rolling out a bunch of summer uh, flavors. They're going to be limited edition for the summer. We hope you help us kick them off. I said, oh, okay, great. Uh, what, what do you got? And they said, well, we've got sardines and we got anchovies, which are our standard flavors of the lovely kettle cooked chip nice and crunchy super salty uh, fishy taste and i said okay the, sure send me some bags uh but what and, else and you I, got and i said that sounded disgusting and yes and they also they talked to me about that too and i told them i, I could work on saying in but i can't help chris's lack of taste well just for that one flavor the, ju, ju, i mean there really is a parallel between our sponsor and the show in, in that, from my perspective, it got much point. better as we went along. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Uh, they rolled out three fresh summer flavors. Uh, we had the uh, Spawn and Salmon, um, which was uh, oh, delicious. The, um, the bit of bear musk on it really, really <laughs> kind of sealed the deal for me on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so if I had them send you... Like the you know a, a little package to make sure you could try everything. Um, did you enjoy the kick and koi? Absolutely, yes, yeah. I, I still think I still think um, spawn and salmon was my favorite, but the koi was also delish. Yeah, my personal favorite was the fried catfish. Uh, I really I really loved the um, the artisanal uh, uh, use of the artisanal oils from local church fish fries. Uh, that they went around in in order to actually, uh, they, they send they send like a little bottle of it with for each and every order, because it's you you're basically they give you the the one thing and then they give you all the stuff so that you can actually beer batter fry a potato chip, which I thought was gonna be a crazy thing. Well, and and as someone who grew up Catholic, um, mm-hmm. it it really to me it tasted like childhood. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Yep. Uh, it reminded me of incense burning my eyes and uh, <laughs> a, a carnival, a carnival with very poor rides mm-hmm. and carnies. Well, those are the nuns and priests, but you can call them carnies if you want. <laughs> and uh, oh, if I went to the, if I went over to the Greek church, uh, they had bingo. Oh, and uh, honey balls. So that was those were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, who knows? Maybe they will make some sort of a Mediterranean fish dish type of uh, thing in the future. 
But um, folks, look, still summer. Get those limited edition flavors of spawn and salmon, fried catfish, and kicking koi while you can. Um, if you can't find them in your local stores, I'm sure you can find sardine and anchovy. I mean, it's not like Chris is going to take those. Nope. No, no. Uh, but thank you again, Fish and Chips. Hope you come back in future seasons. Oh, wow. I'm committing to future seasons. Uh, <laughs> plural. Uh, but I hope they come back, and I uh, hope you all enjoyed them. They are responsible for our recaps, so let me just catch people up. Uh, well, well I, before you do that, can I, can I say one more thing? Because I've been in yeah. touch with our sponsor directly, um, and they told me that for some holidays, they also like to come out, come out with party prawns. Oh, well, well, huh? Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I, I may have to reach out to them when we get around to the uh, fall. Well, hmm. they, for, they reached out to me because they were really upset about how I, how I ripped on, on their. Well, I, trust me. I know I got an earful, but, but I will tell you by the end of the conversation, they were big fans of me. And I said, well, I'm happy to mention any new flavors that you haven't mentioned to Keith. And they said, well, since you asked for very special occasions, mostly for holidays, party prawns well, well they reached out to you because i said look don't talk to chris about it and i gave him your email and your phone <laughs> and i'm like just get on like i like your product he's the one who said it was trash not me i i didn't say the whole product was trash i think the product is delicious it's just those mm-hmm. two flavors i think are absolutely disgusting they're not meant for human consumption yeah oh maybe we maybe we should talk to him about um you're like a fish nerds <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that could Definitely. work out. Yeah. But in any case, party prawns. Look, look for them on your shelves during select holidays. Oh, perfect. I like. I, it's like Boxing Day and some other like weird things, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are the off holidays? That's exactly right. I, 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 maybe you talk to them as well, because because if you say, well, what about Fourth of July? No. Nope. What about Christmas? Hell no. It's it's stuff like St. Patrick's Day, you know, Arbor Day, Little Christmas. I'm sorry. Uh, did you ever hear of Little Christmas? I have not. Uh, I think I somebody must have made this up at one point in time. Um, it was uh, it's supposed to be like after Christmas when the I think I whoever told me I must have given my parents a great sales pitch because they fell for it one year. But it's when the the three wise men show up. Oh, sure. And so like I got one extra small gift. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure yeah. about Little Christmas, but probably, probably, yeah. yeah. Some frankincense fillet, <laughs> uh, mahi, yeah, all... mahi, 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 mahi myrrh. <laughs> Something else. I'm sure. Look, I'm giving. I'm helping out their ad department right now. Yeah, yeah. No, those um, those all come in the party prawn package. Yeah, it's the PPP. Well. <clears throat> all right. Uh, some of those fish, though, could have been caught uh, in in a local river. Right mm-hmm. after Bigfoot uh, outraces a paddle boat. Yep, folks, that actually did yeah, happen. In yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on my game here. Yeah, you are. Uh, that happened to start off episode four. As I did mention, it also happened in real life. Bigfoot two actually raced a paddle boat down the Chattahoochee uh, over in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, they they escaped. They get away from that. Uh, they got deputies chasing them. Everyone seems to get away. And then ninjas showed up with flaming arrows and chased them around. And then what? There was uh, they decided that 
uh, oh, Mr. Ravenscroft decides that, uh, you know, he doesn't want to use grace over power anymore. He's going to use brute force, deploys Barbarian, which is his monster truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bigfoot actually gets busted up pretty good. Well, it ends up it ends up in the spike pit. Yeah, it ends up in a spike pit. Um, and and you know we think everything's kind of going bad. They they do manage to get away, even though somebody uses quick drying, easily breakable cement. They get away in the end. Uh, they almost get turned into street pizzas by some very large uh, uh, paver vehicles as well. Steamrollers. Thank God, damn it! I couldn't think of that last time either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm here for. Uh, they mess up which one's red and which one's redder. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Yeah, you know, which uh, it, that's lots of laughs. Those last week's episode, folks, you understand what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, we we end on they are basically kind of put together, fixing Bigfoot up. Um, and Jen decides to give us uh, uh finally ex- explain what's on the map. Uh, it's the Fountain of Youth, and we get this awesome little flashback to Ponce de Leon and his crew. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, a weird gasp of some sort at the end. I, I don't know what exactly that was. Uh, but that's where we left off. On a nice quiet moment amongst friends. But folks, that doesn't last long. Mm-mm. Does not last long. <clears throat> Our good friend, Close McCall, he interrupts the Pondsdale to let them know that Barbarian is back. Look at the Trump chassis. <laughs> and that and that's right off the top, that line. He is. Which, yep. Wow. You know what level we're talking at here already. Well, can I just one one thing? Again, one thing that I that I have been critical of that uh is consistent throughout this is they have no transitions. So <laughs> it, we we watch this as separate videos, but if you're watching this all in one, there's no transition between the flashback with Ponce de Leon and all of a sudden they're in a wrecking yard. There's no yeah, well, I think the wrecking yard is where they're doing the work to fix up Bigfoot. That's where they hit out. So I kind of want to know, like, first of all, how did they know where they were? Like, last we saw, uh, the limo driver was chasing the runaway barbarian truck. Like, how did they know where they were? Well, as I've said before, it would only take... And I, I realize these are like nine to 12 minute segments, you know, but it would only take, I don't know, 10 seconds to do a couple of frames to explain like transition between one section and the next. Yeah. Which give us like, another, um, <laughs> give us another travel by map, but with like Ravens, Ravencroft's people you yeah, know, finding something. where they're at. Cause you, you have a good question. I have a good question. It's both basically the same question, which is like, can, can we get a little bit of bridge work here from one to the next? Yeah. Uh, Professor D takes the lead and says, let's get going. Because obviously, you know, Bigfoot's still kind of getting some work done. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, I don't know about you. We got a really weird angle of like an old airplane that's in this wrecking yard. And then it cuts to like Barbarian smashing through it. But it's still the same side that we just saw. And we there, from the angle that they showed us, there was nothing beyond. There was nothing behind Right. That plane, like two seconds earlier, well, plus, all of a sudden, barbarian smashes through it. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, the way they represented barbarian in the last the last segment, it was huge. It, it seemed smaller in this one to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's uh, camera angles. 
they, they, yeah, they, they, like they animated it differently because it was like six times bigger than Bigfoot. It was enormous. Because yeah, the there's one. There is one part where it's it, like it literally looks like a uh, like a matchbox car next to the Barbarian. <laughs> right, right, and, and like in the canyon scene in in, um, in chapter four, you know, when the other monster sharks zoom past it, like a, barely escaped, they were like barely as tall as their as the tires on Barbarian, and so it's yeah. it, for some reason it's it's drawn much smaller in, in this chapter. Yeah, it's um, it's evened out, but it's still it's got bi- it's got big power. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, Barbarian gives some chase. It goes right after Professor D and Dilly and the Orange Blossom special. Uh, man, there's a look on Professor D's face. He is frightened, as can be. And man, is it priceless. Because he's like, oh, like just great look <laughs> on his face. Uh-huh. Um, out of nowhere, a magnetic crane swoops in and picks up uh, the Orange Blossom special and drops them uh, in a car compactor. Now, I don't understand this because we never see anybody except for the limo driver driving Barbarian and uh, Ravenscroft later on. Who else is there working with them? Great question. I mean, I assume he owns the junkyard, too, so it could be any of his people. But, like, they show no other, like, henchmen around there. That's right. How did that, how did that happen? Uh, Red Redder want to help, but they need some help themselves as Barbarian comes chasing after them now. Suddenly smashing through a fence is Bigfoot and our boy Yank Justice to the rescue. Now, we still don't get a full reveal of of what was previously hinted at about, you know, Bigfoot being upgraded, but it T-bones Barbarian and just sends it, you know, sliding across the junkyard, uh, smashes into like a hill of beat-up cars, which then topple down upon it. Yeah, this this is the first example of, of many from this episode <clears throat> where where Bigfoot gets tossed and rolls and all kinds of things and sustains no damage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, neither car does. I mean, they're slamming into each other over and over again. Right. And neither one has a scratch on it. Uh-huh. I mean, these, these are, they don't make vehicles like this anymore. Uh, back at the compactor, professor D has accepted his fate as well as Dilly's. He's like, Oh no, we're done here. I mean, come on, roll down the window, let the armadillo out. Let him at least get away. <clears throat> I mean, if it's anything like the armadillos around here down in Georgia, I mean, it's going to get run over by a car later anyway. So at least give give it give it a chance instead of being crushed by the car compactor. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Red yells to Redder. I think they got the the clothing right this time. Drop the control tower. Uh, Redder then uses the Yank Lasso special, mm-hmm. hooks the tower. And then they use black gold to pull it down. And there is somebody up in there, but we don't ever see who that guy is, I guess, or like how he got there. Or he's the only other henchman left, maybe. I don't know. Well, and the other thing that's interesting, and they've done this throughout the series, um, the 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 person up in the tower, you can see him jumping out of the tower before it comes down and gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, why bother? Like. Who cares if we assume that he that he got crushed in the tower destruction? Like, what difference does it make? Or I mean, you, ju- his- you jump out, you're going to hurt your legs anyway. So why don't you at least fall halfway down? There's just a lot of instances where they where they see the person in whatever thing gets destroyed. I think it happened again when they had the wrecking ball a couple of couple of chapters ago. Yep. Where the guy bails out. Like, I don't know what what's so bad if we assume that someone got crushed and killed. Yeah, especially a bad guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of people who could have got crushed and killed. Barbarian 
uh, now drives back out from under the pile of cars uh, and goes to ram Bigfoot. Bigfoot and Barbarian then have a, um, I don't know, Chris, maybe you have a better term, but a, a ram off. <laughs> no, I like that. Go with that. Yeah, yeah. Multiple times, each truck revs up, rams into the other one. Uh, again, neither seems to sustain any damage. Barbarian has what I am now assuming are foam spikes on the front because it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It doesn't puncture Bigfoot at all. Well, but and, and then again, no, not nearly the disparity in size between the two trucks as as the previous segment. Well, and there shouldn't because she even says like Bigfoot's going to be giant now. Like, okay, yeah, I guess he was that? able. In the in the previous episode, she's like, "Oh man, Bigfoot! There's no way you know Barbarian's going to do anything now with Bigfoot this size." Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I missed that. Yank, Yank accuses her of uh, buttering him up. <laughs> he just wants to get out of there. Sure. Yeah. Um. So they have this back and forth, and there's this brief moment where we see Red, or I don't know, maybe it was Redder. I mean, if the writers can't tell them apart, how the heck am I supposed to? Anyway, she gives a look like something big is going to happen. like, And then we get this like somewhat lame ramathon back and forth. But like she looks at like I don't know I was expecting like Bigfoot to like transform or something like that I don't know sure so the look on her face was like yeah <laughs> finally Yank pulls back one more time and says come on Bigfoot this is for all the marbles all of them let me see if I can do that come on Bigfoot this is for all the marbles there it is I think it's pretty good Yank yeah nailed <clears> it. his is a little more twang like Texas twangy like it, yeah yeah. I tried. I'm not going to try again. But hey, who's got time for that? When we have two trucks hitting the gas, revving up and going full throttle at each other. Nobody wants to hear my my silly impressions. Barbarian, he uh, he hits harder. And he sends Bigfoot flipping end over end. Or, or is it rolling? Because when they show Yank inside, he's spinning a different direction than the truck itself is. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, again, great editing by the camera crew here. Either way, Bigfoot lands back on its tires. You know, just like a cat, always laying on its feet. Bigfoot always lands on its tires. Mm-hmm. Yank hits reverse, and you know he kind of goes and hides behind like this, like a hill of busted up cars that's there. Okay, so here's where I have a question mm-hmm. because because the limo driver, the driver of Barbarian, said something like, I "Can't remember the line like." Reveal your come out. Just co- you come out where I can see you. Come out where I can see you. Are, are they on CBs together? Are they talking to each other? Because no, because they're Yank, not. They Yank are just talking normal. Her. They're talking normal voices inside cars that are probably way too loud to hear anything. Yeah. So Yank responds to him. Oh, he does. He 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 obliges. No, but but, but man, what I'm saying is he verbally responds. Like there's no way he should have heard what he said. But he does, and they verbally yeah. responds to him. I mean, there's CBs in them, I guess, or well, and there's I don't re- apparently I don't some car. There's some car phones in a few of them, also. I don't remember them talk like showing them talking on CBs to each other. Uh, Professor D has a CB. Um, oh, I think we see well, later that Close McCall and also Red and Redder have a have a phone. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm talking about this incident between Barbarian and Yank. Yeah, no, I don't know how they hear each other. They do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, Yank, you know, he goes and he goes and hides, you know, and, and and like you said, the barbarian driver says, come out where I can see you. And boy, Yank is like, sure, no problem. This is probably the first time where I was like, what? And I rewound and rewatched a couple of times. <laughs> Me too. 
somehow, without toppling the giant hill of cars, Bigfoot has driven up and over it, jumping off the peak, landing on Barbarian, and smashing it. Destroying it. Totally destroying it. Is it is so amazing. Again, the driver does escape. Right. So it doesn't, Always doesn't die again. Uh, just before it blows up. Yeah, and I think somebody yells. One of the one of the ladies. I think it's gonna blow. Somebody yells. I think it's gonna blow. Maybe Yank does. Yeah, yeah. Yank yells. It's gonna blow. Telling everyone to get out of there. It explodes. Um, close from call, who seems to have just sat in his car the whole time, <laughs> right, and do nothing. He just yells, "Way to go, Hank!" Or or does he? Because this is the part that uh, I was that when I messaged you. The audio of his voice syncs up perfectly with Jen's mouth movements. <gasps> I didn't notice that. So it's him saying, so it's her in with Close McCall's voice saying, way to go, Hank. <laughs> Dang it, I wish I would have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Jen, her and the map, they get, they get grabbed up real quick by the limo driver, mm-hmm. tossed into the limo. Who's driving the limo if he is in the Barbarian? Yeah, that I, that, that really that, just occurred to me. That's a, that's another don't worry about that <clears throat> moment. Yeah, boy, boy, me trying to put logic in here. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, it, the limo takes off. Close McCall, because I will say his full name all the time, goes after it. Now it's a high speed car chase, which ends well, very quickly when the limo starts to. Well, hang, uh, okay, so hang, I, I know what you're about to get into, and before you do, so so that, and this is this is why this finale is so. Uh, outrageous is it's already been crazy right it's already mm-hmm. it's already been the most action-packed this is all, like three the first three minutes of a 12-minute thing by the way that yes we're yes that's right it's already the most action-packed chapter uh of all and that's saying a lot but now we're about to get into the rest of the episode which takes it to 11 like like it, it's about to get completely absurd oh yeah this ha- this one has no down parts <laughs> right right yeah it's exhausting. Um, it's an exhausting twelve minutes. Uh, yeah, but in the best way. I took a nap afterwards. Yeah, I, I would have if I if I had time. Yeah, uh, it's it's a high speed car chase, but only for a little bit. It ends quickly. The limo starts uh, spewing sm- like a smoke screen and squirting out oil. Warlord hits the oil, spins out of control immediately. He also though manages to land safe uh, on, on all four tires. Mm-hmm. And then he answers a car phone <laughs> or did he pick up the car phone to make the call? No, he, he, he picks it up and Yank asks him if he's okay. That's right. Um, and he tells Yank what happened, like what he saw and that, you know, Jen got kidnapped and Yank says, not for long, not for long. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to the limo driving on and we get our first actual look at Adrian Ravenscroft. He's no longer in the shadows. Uh, he's a, <clears throat> older man, heavy set. He's got a goatee. He's uh, got a receding hairline that LeBron wouldn't would would be even more worried about. Ah, it looks like he might even have a ponytail. I don't know. Probably. He's not an attractive man. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, he explains to Jen he swiped her up uh, so she can't lead Yank to the Fountain of Youth. Let's go back a few episodes. Bigfoot, my team, and freedom. Those are the only things that Yank cares about. <laughs> Fountain of Youth is not on that short list. Not on the list. Not at all. Not at all. And, uh, and, and by the way, 
we're gonna we're gonna conclude the episode just a little tease here with another thing that all of us all all the rest of us would probably enjoy also has no interest in it yeah 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 he's he's a man who only likes a few things and he sticks to that yes he does uh jen says she already translated for him but ravenscroft uh his limo apparently has a polygraph in the seats he says she's lying jen she is disgusted by him which then the polygraph light turns green, so we know yeah, she's yeah, telling the truth got, he's now. He's got a built-in, like basically the inside of the limo is a polygraph room. Yeah, you don't see her right away, but apparently she's got like little bands on her arms to help, you know, right. the the thing work. I thought he was just like weird, like just sitting on the chair, like it was picking it up. Ravenscroft says, "You may find me repulsive now, but soon you will love me." <laughs> creepy as hell. Uh, <laughs> the way he says it too. That was super creepy. Uh, Jen says never. Now Ravenscroft he hits a switch, a telescope lifts up out of the like trunk of the limo, I guess, and he can see the other three trucks in pursuit. Uh, I guess they didn't stop to get close, uh, pick him up and help him get on the road or anything. He tells someone, I assume the limo driver, who then calls ahead to mobilize the tanks. Tanks, folks. We've we've seen harvesting uh, machines. We've seen steamrollers we've seen motorcycles now we're up to tanks again right continuing to push this thing over the top every possible man this thing escalates quickly yeah uh red spots the limo and just as the three trucks are closing in uh again i mentioned no one stops to help close get back on the road but okay whatever but then missiles hit the road right in front of them missiles yeah yank just complains he can't see anything that's it. Not that anything else. <laughs> Just it's man. There's some dust in the way. I can't see anything now. Right. Uh, we see the tanks are firing the missiles. They've all got the Raven symbol on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. This dude is uh, hella loaded. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, suddenly then uh, close McCall. He comes flying back in. He chimes in as well over these uh, CBs or phones that nobody's actually using. Uh, got out of the ditch himself. He goes, "Wow, TX forty one tanks. Ta- yeah, we're talking. There's a, there's a we're talking mega men, mega metal. Right, right. Uh, and red ads. We're talking doomsday. I think mega metal sounds better. So I agree. Yeah, you know, I no, should have no, started with doomsday, mm. and then he should have added mega metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're talking uh, a mega metal doomsday. That's what they should have said. There you go. Yeah." Cut back to limo. Ravenscroft is gloating and showing Jennifer the bombing. See if she wants to watch him. Uh, Yank says, charge the tanks. Orange Blossom Special uh, takes a hit but keeps on trucking. Black Gold and Bigfoot smash a couple of the other tanks. Uh, and they all get through and they're off to get that limo. Now, uh, yeah, how do you destroy a fleet of tanks? I don't, I don't... Uh, you roll over them with monster trucks, man. Boom. <laughs> Easy peasy. Apparently. <laughs> I guess Doomsday Mega Metal wasn't a problem. No, no, it wasn't. They're also playing Smorgasaurus. Missiles, by the way. Doomsday Mega Metal is also playing Smorgasaurus uh, this year. (laughs) God, this this bill's getting long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I like like referencing something that nobody else knows what we're talking about. (laughs) Well, I I think we've added a band to the to the lineup for Smorgasaurus in every every episode we've done here. Yeah. Oh, look, they got some classic things that they say here. Um, 
<laughs> Jen tries to counter gloat a bit, but Ravenscroft says, your optimism is premature. He hits a button. The limo. Now, this is moment number two where my mouth just drops. <laughs> like, what? Uh, he hits a button. The limo changes into a monster truck style limo, including like the, the wheels getting bigger. <laughs> it, it, uh, man, I, it is crazy. Um, I, I can't even really explain it. It does a quick U turn, heads back at Yank and company. Uh, Warlord and Black Gold, they go right at it. They're ready to strike and hit that limo. But it suddenly can dip down and makes like a ramp out of like the front of it and it's in the hood. Yeah, right. Yes. So right. they go jumping over and then they land on their tops. Uh-huh. For for now all the times that they landed on their on their tires, this is what gets them. Yeah. So then he's on to go get uh Bigfoot. And <laughs> again, no way to communicate with each other. Yank yells, it's just you and me now, Ravenscroft. But Ravenscroft hears him, obviously, and reminds Yank the woman is with him. Right. Again, yeah, like you said, uh, communicating with no problem, with no communication devices. Yeah, if anybody's ever been to a monster truck rally thing, I mean, it's loud as hell in there. They tell you to wear the little uh, headphones or the little earplugs and everything because it gets loud. These folks, they can hear anything. It's great. Yep. Jen says not to worry about her, just stop him. And then Ravenscroft hits another switch. A missile launcher rises up out of where the engine should be. Third time, my my mouth just <laughs> hangs open, especially uh, when Ravenscroft definitively says, just did. <laughs> and, and, and let's just pause and just uh, long enough to take inventory here. So it's not just a, it's not just a, a limousine. It has a smoke screen. It throws down oil slicks. It can turn into a ramp. It shoots, it shoots uh, missiles. And then uh, it can turn into a monster truck. It it can turn into a monster truck and the interior is a lie detector room. Yeah, it is the greatest limousine ever. And apparently it can drive itself. Well, I think the limo driver's in it again. Well, he is at this point, but he wasn't initially. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe Ravenscroft just drives it from the back seat. He can do everything else. (laughs) I, I guess. Yeah. But this is quite the outfitted limousine. So as we said, he says, launches two missiles. Yank very calmly goes, oh boy. (laughs) Uh, And then he whips a shitty. Yeah. You being from from Wisconsin, you must be familiar with that term. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those people who are not in the know, like I was when I first met my wife, uh, it means a U-turn. Yep. But these are no ordinary missiles. They are remote controlled by Ravenscroft, who is flying them drone style. And they just are keeping right after Yank. Now, Jen, she kicks at Ravenscroft, knocks the controller out of his hand, causing the missiles to circle back and explode near the limo monster truck thing. <laughs> it it rocks back and forth a bit uh, from the explosion. Jen busts loose. The map goes flying. Uh, you know, just it, it's it's still in the truck, but it goes like flying around the back. Ravenscroft goes rolling like I, he literally tumbles <laughs> like this thing is so big like he just kind of like they show him full like full body roll like yeah uh like the girl in 
or Willy Wonka or or no Charlie and Chocolate no yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when she gets the blueberries and she's got to get rolled out of the way. I mean that's, that's right. kind of the way that he rolls off to the side. I mean it's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jen escapes. The limo driver wants to get her, but Ravenscroft says, "Forget her. She matters little at this point." Okay. Now we're gonna hold up. If at this point you didn't need her, then you didn't need her ten minutes ago. Why go through all of this other stuff? Just head off to the fountain. Right. Get there. Even if Yank knew the translation, you would get there with such a huge head start. It'd be no problem. I mean, especially as we then find out, he's the only one who knows where the booby traps are at this point. Well, and and we're doing a pretty good job of walking through <clears throat> the insanity in this episode. And by the way, at this point, we're at what, like minute eight or nine of 12? And yeah. it it's it's even far more insane than we're even able to explain. Yeah, because then you start throwing in logic of why did you even need to get her? Just go to the thing. Right. Uh, cut to Bigfoot uh, with Yank and Jen. They're swerving back and forth. Uh, look like they're searching from some for something. And Jane, Jen says, "If this isn't the place, I'll eat my diploma." <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Close McCall spots the limo. He takes off immediately. He's not waiting for anybody. He sets off one of the booby traps. Boom. He's out. Black Gold does as well. And then Orange Blossom Special hits the last trap, which is a giant crossbow that kind of pops out of a statue. It fires this like massive giant harpoon right at the truck. Professor D tells Dilly to duck. The giant harpoon goes right into the like main like engine part of uh of it. How he survived and didn't get hit by this thing, crazy. But by telling Dilly to duck, like if Dilly would have jumped down onto the seat, would have been killed immediately. <laughs> he he would have been um he would have been harpooned into the back of the seat. Yeah, yeah. So telling Dilly to 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 duck and then have this harpoon like shoot right dead straight through the front of the truck <laughs> is crazy. Right. I mean, he's, this is his buddy who helped him out by giggling earlier. I, I <laughs> right. mean, like, why does he now suddenly want to do this thing where, like, he, uh, you know, he's he wanted to, like, just let him die in the, the compactor with him. Now he's trying to tell him to get in the way of the giant harpoon. He's trying Poor to murder his sidekick. Yeah. Now, Ravenscroft pulls up to the giant fountain that he has suddenly found, gets out, climbs its steps, reaches into the water. He drinks some, he's rubbing it on his face a bit, and suddenly a bright light surrounds him, and he de-ages. Also, his clothes shrink back down to size because he's no longer a big, heavy dude. He's ripped and in shape all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the clothes, it, seem, the clothes it have... a little bit like Red Butler from, um, from Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good call. Um, he declares he will be young forever. Uh-huh. Bigfoot rounds the bend, approaching the fountain. Ravenscroft sees him, takes off his jacket, he throws it, uh throws it at the limo driver, and you know, he just yells, Bigfoot. Honestly, I was expecting him to run up and punch the truck. <laughs> and like just drop Bigfoot like with one punch. That, that's a missed opportunity by yeah. the makers of the show. Man, they were like, Look, we're going to eleven, we're not going to twelve. <laughs> right. 
but no, he gets back into. <laughs> you think you think they workshopped your idea in, in their meeting? They're like, oh, oh come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> it was during that conversation they forgot which one was red and which one was redder, and they just moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gets back into the limo and he takes off in the direction. The limo driver was all ready to go too, but Ravenscroft is like, I don't need you anymore. What the hell? This dude's been a, he's been watching your back this whole time. Right. Jesus, dude. <laughs> <sighs> now the limo T bones Bigfoot. He flips over and over, again, lands on his tires. Mm-hmm. Then Yank eyes up the fountain and he just smashes through it. Again, he doesn't give two shits about the fountain of youth. <laughs> right. This ancient fountain of youth. Like his first chance he gets, he smashes through it. The water uh, is spilling out uh, and everything. Uh, it's draining. You know, it's going into the ground, etc. Ravenscroft watching the water spills out and he just says, Die, Justice. Bigfoot stuck in the mud from the fountain of youth spilling out, but he gets it together just in time to move out of the way before the limo drives past and crashes into uh, the side of what's left of the fountain. Rocks come tumbling down on him. Which, why did that happen? Like, I don't understand. Like, when he just hit it and stopped? Yeah, how did did he spin out and and drive into the side of the fountain? Well, he was trying to hit Bigfoot. Bigfoot moved out of the way right at the last second. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah, because he said, die, Justice. He was going to run him over. Oh, okay. Got it. Now, we cut to Yank. He's out of Bigfoot. Uh, his team is out there. They're all walking up because their trucks are all smashed up. And he says, the bigger they are, the harder they crash. <laughs> like, eh, sure. Hey, it's a Yankism. I'm going with it. <laughs> right. Uh, Ravenscroft declares the show isn't over yet. He reverses and is going to run down Yank, but in the process, he hits one more booby trap. A cannon rises up out of the ground and fires a cannonball uh, right into the back of the limo just before it it gets our crew. The limo then uh, swerves off, crashes. Ravenscroft stumbles out. He declares he will have his revenge as he runs off uh, into the brush. Uh Yank counters either that or the gators will have a nice dinner. (laughs) Now, here's where we see Ravenscroft. He's running along. And he's quickly regressing to his older self. He is heavy. He's winded. He's slow. His clothes have expanded back out again. He kind of falls to his knees. And suddenly we see three gators swim right over towards him. Well, wow. and, and I, I, have, I have two questions about this. Uh, one, uh, didn't he declare that he was going to be young forever? Um, well, you got, I think you have to keep drinking the water all the time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's not what was implied. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there was an inconsistency there. Well, and then, and then finally, the thing that I did uh, appreciate, which I, I referenced earlier, is normally that they don't represent someone's death. They are very much applied. I mean, it was it was all but showing him getting eaten by alligators. Ah, uh, now see, this is the classic. You don't actually see the villain. Actually, the main villain actually die it means if this gets picked up. <laughs> uh, for series, you bring him back, uh, Raven's Cross Revenge. Oh, good point. La- later on down the line. Now, back yeah. at the fountain, Jen is just looking at it. She's so upset. The archaeological find of the century has been completely destroyed. And Red, with more classic Redisms. Well, you see one old stone, and you've seen them all. 
stones. They reduced it to a, a pile of stones. Yeah, they still don't understand the fact that there was water that could let them live forever. It's just stones. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> now, Professor D, he brings this party to a complete stop. <clears throat> By telling everyone, man, we are out of business, folks. <laughs> Our trucks are all messed up. Horrible. There's no money to fix them. Yank destroyed the, the fountain of youth. We got nothing. And Close McCall, who is always super positive throughout this thing. Right. He is. He takes a quick downward spiral. <laughs> um, he regrets hooking up with the team. It, probably not red and redder, but. That's a different hooking up. But he regrets hooking up with the crew in general. Did you just imply that Close McCall had a three-way with Red and Redder? I think it's very implied on its own at different times. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like I mean, like they, don't, they don't know that he did because the writers keep flopping him back and forth. So it was like unintended, but, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but wait, all of a sudden, there's a small little earthquake. <laughs> the ground opens up. Close McCall falls into a crevice. When the team runs over and they're like, are you all right? They see Close McCall and he's surrounded by gold, gold, gold and jewels and problems are all completely solved. Right. Because there's a there's a, a pit in the ground that has a bunch of jewels and treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you probably could only get if you if you didn't take the water. What do you mean? That's all I'm guess. If you, if you smash up the fountain then the the, the gold is revealed. Oh. That's uh, that's my that's my take on it. Okay, I'll go with that. So, Yank, uh, man, the, the such a really true manly man that he is. He just turns and walks towards Bigfoot, and Jen starts running after him. She's like, "Hey, you gonna get your share?" No, I don't think being rich would suit me too well. <laughs> oh, it's, man. it's not on the list. That's what I was no. saying. Man, God bless Yank Justice. Do you, think, says, do you well, think he's he's got like his list tattooed on his arm, and he he glanced at it briefly, and goes, "Nope, it's not on the list." Yeah, he's it's it's a uh, it's like a Tupac's Thug Life tattoo, but it's <laughs> it it lists his, it says, his it three says, rules: uh, big Bigfoot, my crew, and freedom. Is that yep. what it was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He just, looks, he just glances and sees those three words. He goes, "Nope, wealth wealth is not on the list." No, it's not. Fountain of Youth not on the list. Uh, tons of, uh, you know, it's probably Spanish, Spanish bullion. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, Jen says, well, where are you going? Yank's like, I don't know. You got any ideas? So here he is flirting again. And she says, well, hey, wait a minute. She hops in Bigfoot. He says, let's just start driving. And they do. Off into the sunset credits yep it's a legit sunset too people you can check it out like the, <laughs> the, they're going right to the horizon a giant sun right on the horizon it's a half <laughs> it's a circle it's perfect it's a legit sunset oh my gosh oh my <laughs> gosh i i episode one okay episode two nice uptick i was like man this thing peaked in episode three because uh, I thought four took a little bit of a downturn, at least till I edited, was doing editing. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. But man, just let's throw every option out the window uh, in, in part five here, folks. It is. It, look, folks, this, if you watch the whole thing, it's less than an hour. That's right. 
I mean, you're you're gonna find an hour of time sometime in your week. Uh, if you haven't watched any of the individual ones yet, watch the whole thing. Just go ahead and watch the whole thing. I think it's like fifty two yeah. and change, and it's worth every second. Watch this. Um, watch Roadhouse. Watch Over the Top. <laughs> Just make a whole make a whole day of it. Pick like any cheesy eighties movies you want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're gonna you're gonna enjoy every minute of it, and and this will fit right in there with it. I I can't. I by the end of Pro Stars, I was just like, oh. By the end of this, I'm just like, I've been like, man, can we get like a live action version of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think I, the question I want to ask you, and it's really rhetorical because I know the answer. I mean, can you think of a of a television series or a movie or anything that you've watched? where the conclusion of it was so satisfying. No, usually people mess up the endings. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Like, this was yeah. so satisfying. I mean, this isn't lost. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. This is a game of Thrones. This isn't saying elsewhere. I mean, they get it right. <laughs> they get it right, folks. Oh my gosh. I, I, I would have loved to have been in, in the brainstorming meeting where they came up with, how are we going to end this? How are we going to end this insanity? And they just started throwing out ideas and they didn't say no to anything. Well, I'm kind of wondering if they did say no to a few things. So there's two things that I thought were missing here. Oh, okay. I will say two things. One, Ernie Sly does not come back and like foil Ravenscroft at some point in time. I was going to bring him up a few minutes ago. I I kind of really expected him to show up again at some point and really kind of like, you know, muddle up the whole thing. Maybe he was the guy that bailed out of the tower at the wrecking yard at the beginning. Well, no, he's already been fired and they kicked him out. So he wasn't oh, going to be there. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I thought he was going to come back and help team Bigfoot in the end. Oh, good call. The other okay. thing. And the, 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 the most disappointing thing that, that I had out of this was I expected Yank and Ravenscroft to have a fist fight. Mm, to, uh, we have old country strong versus fountain of youth strong. Well, the closest they came to that was obviously the duel between uh, limo monster truck and Bigfoot. Yeah. But, but I, but I really think that, that, oh boy, I don't know that, that limo monster truck was quite spectacular. I, I was about to say that, that uh, barbarian was in terms, in terms of, of vehicles or weapons or whatever, that was more dramatic, the fight between Bigfoot and Barbarian, but mm-hmm. the limo was pretty spectacular. So, well, I mean, I so but, but Grave Roller, right when we see Grave Roller, he's got uh, that truck has got uh, flamethrowers. Barbarian is like the spikes that come out from the side of the tires and also the front, even though they don't seem to puncture anything. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we get to, you know, the, the limousine and it's got missiles and it's got uh, the ability to turn itself into a ramp and smoke screens all this, uh, it just so so crazy but but i guess you're you're right though they didn't they didn't really make enough out of the showdown between yank and and ravenscroft especially cuz all leading up i mean we know about like yank having like almost superhero type strength mhm you know and i was waiting for him to like throw a punch and like ravenscroft kind of catch it catch his hand you know, like one of those great scenes of like, 
Sure. You know, some, you know, the bad guy goes to throw a punch, and like Superman just kind of boom catches yeah. the fist. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping to see, like a little showdown for a bit. Obviously, Yank's gonna come through in the end, anyways. Yank Justice, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I agree with both those omissions, yeah. but that's but that's but that's two that's two complaints uh, uh, out of a, a really unbelievable finale. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, what? So we're gonna give a rating right now to just the finale, just part five. Uh, what do you got for me? Ten I, out I mean, of I, ten out of ten. What's? I mean, I mean, honestly, God, let me think about this because it's really it has to be worthy. It has to be worthy. It was it was so spectacular. I I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know what what in what form my ranking is going to come in, but I'm I'm just gonna. I'm not going to overstate it. I'm just going to make a point. And I'm just going to say that it's, I'm going to give it a rating of 11 out of 10. I, I, I think it exceeds the 10 out of 10. I don't, I don't see how it could have possibly have been better. I mean, I mean you pointed out a couple of uh, very fair omissions, but I don't, but for me, uh, I would have liked to have seen those things, but it did not take away from it. It, it. it exceeded my expectations so dramatically that I'm giving it an 11 out of 10 and, and I'm in a stronger way possible. All right. All right. Uh, I am going to give this 10 out of 10 uh, well-fed gators. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So we're taking 11 out of 10. Just that. And we're going to take 10 out of 10 well-fed gators. We're going to put it into the genuine, real, uh, something, something. <laughs> it's a greatness meter. You guys know what I'm talking about at this point in time. And let's punch those in. Type, type, type. 8.402. I think that is a great score for the episode. It's a little low. I feel like it's a little low. Yeah. The, the 9.139 last week probably... I feel like the finale could have broke the meter, quite honestly. I think maybe the meter's been broke this whole time. <laughs> Dang uh, it. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> All right. So uh, let's see here. So I'm going to then take uh, six out of ten giggling armadillos, seven out of nine raven symbols, seven out of nine jugs of acid, six out of ten giggling armadillos, seven out of nine raven symbols, seven out of nine jugs of acid, Seven out of nines, I mean, seven out of ten, somethings I can't remember what I wrote or read my handwriting. <laughs> Eight okay. out of ten, close McCalls. Nine out of ten, warlords. Eight out of ten, barbarians. Seven out of ten, red redder errors. Ten out of ten, well fed crocodiles. And ten or eleven out of ten, eleven out of tens. <laughs> yes, eleven out of ten, eleven out of tens. Oh, all right, type, type, type. type that's a lot of typing, so. Type a little more and oh bullshit four point four nine four ah for the series yeah okay we're gonna have to send this thing down to before I get to the before I get to our next season I'm gonna have to send this thing in for repairs you can send it to the same repair shop that we send the amazing fact generator well I think I, I got warranty information around here let me find it I can send it on um I'll find that later so, that's a that's a BS final uh, score there. It sure is. It should be three times that yeah. out of ten. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. 
No, 4.484. Hmm. That's weird. Well, I was trying to be like the Fonz, give it a couple of good. I was going to say. Maybe it would do something. No, well, no I mean, you're no Fonz. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm no Gene Cousineau. Well, I could be the Fonz. Huh. Oh, uh, okay. man. I'll accept that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, rating aside, uh, what? Or who was your episode MVP for number five? For number five, I don't think I've given it to him yet. Maybe, maybe I gave it to him last episode. I don't remember. I, I, I have to, I have to give it to Yank. Well, I, I you're going to go he, with Yank, huh? All yeah, right. he was he was more prominently featured. It was it was easy for me to give it to some other people in previous chapters. Well, and, he gave it to no one last chapter. I gave it to no one. Yeah, you said there, <laughs> you said there was none last time. I don't remember having said that. Yeah, but I believe you. But but mm-hmm. but I, I I don't. Everyone else was kind of in a supporting role in this episode, even Close McCall, who figured very prominently two chapters ago. But this one, it's undeniable. I have to give it to, to, to the to the Michael Jordan of of Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines, Yank Justice. Well, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm actually giving it uh, to the limo. <laughs> Man, that's a good one. I that I thing is that. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's All right, so um, episode one. Uh, so my my five that I've given are Yank, Ernie Sly, Close McCall. Jen and the limo. Okay. You gave it to Dilly, Ernie Sly, Close McCall, No One Was Good Enough, and then Yank. <clears throat> give me give me yours again one more time. Yank, Ernie, Close McCall, Jen, and the limo. Wow, there's th- that's three. That we, we there's three overlaps. Uh yeah. Yeah, uh, well, Yank uh, uh, from two different episodes, but we both match up with Ernie Close McCall in parts three, uh, two and three. Right, right. But I mean, uh, but I'm saying we picked we picked the MV, we picked the same three people in different episodes for MVP. Yeah, and and I think the fact that Yank has come up as MVP in two different episodes, ooh, uh, makes him my series MVP. Because I honestly, I could have put Yank down for each and every one. I just didn't want to be the guy who keeps picking the same person all the time. Yeah, see, and I and I disagree with you. I I, I made very honest picks, and I I wasn't not picking Yank on purpose. Yeah, who is your uh, who is your series MVP? Man, it, I mean, it can't be Ernie because he wasn't at all all f- all five. Nope, I wouldn't have picked Jen. So Close McCall was, wasn't in all five. Yeah, he was. He was so strong, especially in the one that we both picked him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Ray, plus, Ray plus he kind of, plus he kind of, he kind of uh, flames out a bit here towards the end. Well, he does. Yeah, I mean, he's really like the James, he's like James Harden of the. He's like the LeBron James. He quit. He literally quit on them. Mm. I, I give Close McCall. I give Close McCall the uh, the LeBron James Award. Oh, all right. Even, like, even though he was my MVP two two uh, two chapters ago, you, you know, and, and Ravenscroft got fed to the alligators, presumably. So I certainly can't give it to him. So he came out on the short end. 
I can't give it to Ponce de Leon, although because he, he only figured in one chapter. You know, it's kind of it's kind of undeniable. Technically, he's responsible for the whole thing, though. I mean, I didn't really <laughs> well, think yeah, that. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm gonna have to, if not Ponce de Leon, which which we haven't mentioned, and, and perhaps that was, that was last chapter, wasn't? Maybe I should have given it to him. Maybe, mm. Retroactively, I'd like to give the chapter four MVP to Ponce de Leon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not he's not going to be my series mvp I, you know no, no one no one was more consistent um from from beginning to end than yank justice uh i i i'm i'm thinking through this very critically and i have to agree with you i i have to give the series mvp I, and maybe that's trite maybe it's obvious but uh it's also true yank justice is the mvp of the entire series i mean he's a guy who uh you know well I could say a handful of things uh, about him. Uh, we know he likes Bigfoot, his team, and freedom. Uh, and I'm sure <laughs> I being, like, I I'm like sure being, things. yeah, so do I. I. And I'm sure series MVP is something that he'll add to his tattoo of all those things. Um, as a well, proud, I, I mean, as a proud, I mean, proud listen, winner. I think he would agree that that it, that summarizes his his list of three things. Uh, you you couldn't earn series MVP without those three things, and, nope. and he and he he didn't get distracted like some other people did. Uh, like I said, he was he was consistent. Uh, he even turned down a giant pit of gold. So he uh, destroyed the fountain of youth. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. It yeah, he didn't accident. need it. Didn't need it. Yeah, doesn't need it. So the the man the man is just overflowing <clears throat> with integrity and consistency, and and that's why he's the series MVP. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, I was going to be surprised if you came up with any else uh, other than that. I almost gave it to Bigfoot, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes a look, takes a look and keeps on ticking. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. You know, like like Yank did have some down moments, um, but but I I'd, I'd much rather give it to the to the driver of Bigfoot than Bigfoot himself. Plus, he finds love in the end. I mean, come on. Yes, just despite well, and, and again, consistent effort in, uh, in in getting there, and he finally did. So, yeah, I mean, there's no question that Yank is the big winner. He's also he's also the big winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so Chris, the the, the last thing I think I, I kind of want to cover here is what what are what are we'll go back and forth here real quick. Three favorite moments of the series. Yeah, you know, I I I think I could have answered this easily before watching the finale. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the I, finale could just be all of it, <laughs> right? It's just like 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 um my oh, my, my favorite twelve moments of the series were from the finale, you know, <laughs> <laughs> quite honestly. But but so let let's just count out the finale because the finale is so unbelievable. It's so fantastically insane and wonderful. That I'm just going to set the finale aside because it, it has all of my favorite moments, all, well, all of I'll, the best, all of the best moments of of. Let's, let's say this: the worst best moment from the finale is better than the best moment from the rest of the series, if that makes sense, right? The, like the like well, the lowest right, the lowest ranked best moment, in, in my opinion. So let's just set the finale aside, and, and I think what it comes down to is my favorite moments are all the battles. And and I could I couldn't remember the earlier ones. Maybe you can help jog my memory. But uh, so like like the one I remember was like uh, the battle with the Threshers, 
when they're surrounded by the Threshers. Th- those kind of things were my favorite moments. The, and, the, so, and somehow they destroy one and it takes out all four. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. It, it got, but I couldn't remember the earlier examples. Uh, gonna... When when they're taking on the, the motorcycle gang. Yeah, th- that was great. That was fantastic. I, I think that was. The yeah, because one. red, red, and redder use makeup to take them out. Yes. And Yank so, is Yank is just he's driving on. Uh, um, the and what hood. was the one after that? And before that, in the Threshers, there was one in between. I think. Oh. Uh, um. Well, oh the well the Vegas. The chase down yes. Main Street Vegas. That's in yeah, my, that's yeah. my Main Street three. Vegas was, was one of my favorite moments. Uh, the 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 um the guy jump. Thing. I know you love the guy jumping off the cliff with the the car. I I do. I don't think that'd be one of my. That's a, that's very highly ranked. Not one of my three favorites. So I'm going to go with with the um with that first battle against the motorcycle guys. The the drive through downtown Vegas. Uh, the Threshers was good. Um. But I, but I think uh, what was the one after that? There was something after steamrollers. Mm, no, I think I like the Threshers better, so I'm going to go with those three. Okay. Um, yeah, those are my those are my three favorite. Those types of battles, all the battles were my favorite moments because there were that that's where they where it really got outrageous. Oh, I, I will say this. Um, maybe in replace of of that last one with the Threshers. God, it was so good though. If I could add a fourth, it'd be the one where where Yank drove Bigfoot from the hood. Yeah, while laying on the hood. So I, I, uh, I, pick, I like the action moments. I'm, I think all of my moments they all revolve around Yank. <laughs> yeah. Um. You 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 gonna talk or are you gonna munch knuckles? Yeah. I see. I I knew your favorite moments would be the best quotes. Yeah. Uh, after Ernie Sly hits him in the face with the the soda and. He kicks him out of the car and then he jumps out to chase after him. He says, like, hey, I got a soda pop for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is is, su- is such a great line there. Uh-huh. Um, I agree. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he's like, man, why don't I ever have a hand grenade when I need one? <laughs> yeah. All those are great moments. And and that's the and and that's I'm not even picking anything from the finale. Yeah, like I said, the finale stands on its own. I mean, that that that's like the finale represented like my top thirty favorite moments from the series, <laughs> and then there's a handful of great moments from the other four chapters. Yeah, that's how uh, I break it down. I mean, folks, you could easily go look at this and find um, you could you could probably find three or four great moments each and every episode, uh, folks. You feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Let let me and, and Toph know if you have, like what even if it's one we said, just what was your favorite, uh, quote scene, things like that from the entire series of uh, Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines, uh, the big focus of that was great, wasn't it? Season one point five. We've been going through here all July. I'm I'm still a little upset that our greatness meter kind of let me down on a final score but uh it is what it is it is what it is uh chris sir thank you very much you know keith um i can't thank you enough quite honestly uh just just to steal a page out of derek's playbook uh because <laughs> uh, you know i didn't know what i was getting myself into when i very impulsively 
uh, and very quickly responded to your request to who wanted to join you on this adventure. And oh my gosh, it was a it was just a crazy, wacky, wild ride. Uh, it, it it as we pointed out, it got better and better and better. And then uh, I I don't think it's an overstatement to say that the finale absolutely blew my mind. So I feel very fortunate to be the one that got to come along on this. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, boy, what what a what a this is going to be the capper for my entire summer. Well, I I hope um, that maybe your son gets a little redemption of faith in you as you did in me after making you watch pro stars. Well, if nothing else, if I can't get I'm afraid if I, if I just show him the opening of the show, he's going to, he's going to bolt out of the room again. So what I might do is just show him the finale. I'll say, and then he'll want, and then he'll want to see the rest. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, son, trust your father. Join me for this 12 Mm -hmm. minutes of insanity. That sounds like a good plan. (laughs) I agree. I can't lose. No, not at all. Um, but you never know. I mean, you know, then he could end up like Professor D and just get pulled away from whatever he's doing because of the excitement of, of monster truck pulls. <laughs> you know, not be a professor anymore. Quite, quite Well, he, he's, but, you know, Liam's already on the track to being a professor, so there's a lot of parallels here. It's going to throw them all off track. <laughs> yeah, well, before you know it, he'll come home with a pet armadillo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd be a very uh, bad father. Let everyone know real quick where they can find uh, this week today. Also, I'm sure uh, Armchair Radio should be coming back shortly. Yes, yes. Uh, I won't get into all the details, but uh, we have been closely tracking the uh, almost as insane as the finale of Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines is is the realignment and and, uh, other things that are going on with college football right now. We are going to be tracking that. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite radio personalities from – uh, local radio here in, in Dallas, uh, one of the most successful radio stations uh, in all the world, believe it or not. Uh, he has agreed to come back on my show. He's coming back on my podcast. So uh, oh, that, you. That, yeah, that'll be coming up in the fall. He's got to go out to Cowboys training camp and he's going to come on after that. But so, so yeah, we are about to kick off armchair radio probably mid second or third week of August. Um, we're, we're still doing our regular schedule with this week today. You can find all of our stuff at the Podfix Network website, which is podfixnetwork.com. Just look for Armchair Radio or This Week Today. Click on either of those. Uh, this Week Today, if you click on that, you'll see information for that show as well as all of our other projects. And um, it's good stuff, so come check it out. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure in like September, you'll probably hear me on This Week Today. Uh, or some, or la- some, some 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 last second request of, hey, somebody bailed on me. Can you please help <laughs> yeah, me yeah. out? I think the last time you came on, I, I said, can you come on right now? Yeah, can you record? Uh, when? When? Uh, ten minutes? Yeah, sure. Like, right, right now. <laughs> and, sure. And I will tell you, Greg. Greg has already already set me up for for his upcoming absences. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. So there's a there's a an open. Oh, and and um, of course I haven't approached you about this, but uh, we will be picking games again this week this year. So right, well, you, you know I'm in on that. <laughs> That's right. So. Uh, good stuff. Lots, lots of fun coming up this fall, both during the NFL season and just with this week today. All right. Uh, folks, if you need anything else fun to check out, as Chris mentioned, all the shows at the Podfix Network, uh, it's a great place to go. Find a bunch of good podcasts. In addition to that was great, wasn't it? You can also check out my other show, the Pop-Up Filmcast. 
Uh, we've been doing some random shows here this summer, and we've got like 200 episode backlog, 200 plus episode backlog. Just to dive in someplace. It's uh, movie reviews based on movies that are from a bottomless box of movies sitting on my porch that are refilled constantly by the Witches of Destiny that you don't need to know anything else. Just listen to it. Also, another great thing to listen to and check out is the Munster Hunters. Myself, uh, Derek Lascock, who co-hosts on Pop Up with me, and Terry Vicroy. Uh, we are all we're we're watching the Munsters episode by episode. Um, it's great. We've got a, a website now. Uh, Facebook page is out there. I think there's a, I think there's a subreddit now. I, I heard as well. Um, but go check all that stuff out for the Munster Hunters. It's another great show uh, that I am involved with. And hopefully sometime in the next month or so, uh, the, the uh, was the Midnight Writers, uh, our NYC Midnight Screenwriting Contest Chronicles, uh, season two will be out uh, soon. But until then, uh, for Chris, for Fish and Chips, for Yank Justice and crew, that was great, wasn't it? It absolutely was. Uh, like extra tagline of your own there. Mm-hmm. I've been adding to it every week. How great was that? Folks, thanks for joining us today on That Was Great, Wasn't It? Continue to listen all month long as we finish up a five-part series of Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. Special thanks to Chris Green of This Week Today and Armchair Radio for coming back on and being our exclusive guest all month long. I can't believe he fell for this one again after I made him watch Pro Stars. Do me a favor, uh, find Chris's shows, uh, subscribe, listen, rate, and review them. As a special thanks uh, for being part of this entire thing. While you're there, if you get a chance, also please rate and review. That was great, wasn't it? Or the pop-up film cast, my other show, or the Monster Hunters, third show that I am part of. I much appreciate all along the line. Also check out the Podfix Network. Toast shows and mine are a part of that network. And there is more great stuff there. Go to www.podfixnetwork.com or follow us on Twitter at Podfix or uh, check us out on Facebook in the Podfix Nation. Special thanks to Fish and Chips for being our exclusive sponsor for the summer run. Please remember there's a link to the entire uh, five-part series in the show notes. So you can follow along. That you can watch ahead if you want, uh, however you want to do it. But come back for our next episode as we break down yet another segment of Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. Until then, uh, thank you for listening.